Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with us today. And thank you also for all the questions that people have been sending in on possible topics for the show. Every fourth podcast, I select one of those topics or questions that I feel is relevant to the widest possible audience. Obviously, I can't address them all, but if you've got something you think would be relevant, then DM me at Grow My Salon Business if you would like to make a suggestion. And as usual, I would be really grateful if you left me a review on the Apple Podcast app. Ratings and reviews are extremely helpful and they're greatly appreciated. They do matter in the rankings of the show and they help other people to find the Grow My Salon Business podcast. And I also genuinely love to hear what's been helpful for you. All you need to do to leave a review is search Grow My Salon Business on the Apple Podcast app, then scroll to the bottom of the page and leave a review. Okay, so my guest on today's show is Jason Crozier from Crow's Nest Creative Agency in London. In today's podcast, we'll discuss the benefits of using some curated content on your Instagram feed, the relevance of trend reports, and the ever-evolving role of social media in your business, and lots more. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jason. Anthony, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's my pleasure to be here, and I, and I really appreciate the invite. And um, your podcast has been part of my my personal journey for the last few years. So it's a real honour to be to be on the show. Thank you. Oh no, my pleasure. I, I've been looking at stuff that you've been doing, you know, mostly on Instagram and stuff, and uh, uh, I've really enjoyed what you've had to say about the industry and fashion and what your contribution is. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, digging in today. So um, before we, you know, get into it, let's just start off with a brief overview, uh, sort of give us your, you know, one to two minute backstory. Who is uh, Jason Crozier? Well, um, at heart, I'm a hairdresser. By trade, I'm a hairdresser. And um, it all started for me, well, 16, you know, I, I, trained, I left school, trained as a makeup artist, went and did some hairdressing training played around a little bit. And then when in my twenties, I took it a lot more seriously. And really from an early, from that early stage, I was driven to work towards the, the fashion aspect of, of hairdressing. And I really wanted to push the creativity um, that's in our industry, you know, and I wanted to sort of play a part in that. So I was always driven towards the show aspect and the big city lights. Um, and then, you know, I found myself in London and then pushed myself into through years of years of graft, you know, those that do session work know how long it takes to get in and the, and the commitment that we have to give. And, you know, I was very grateful to have a fruitful session career. Um, but I always kind of wanted to bring something else to the industry. So then I developed my business, Crow's Nest, um, which, as you're familiar, 
you know, we, we feature a lot on Instagram. It's a digital platform there to help and educate hairdressers with source material from Fashion Week and digital marketing services and content creation. Ultimately, the last few years, my, my goal has been similar to yours, help the industry grow. You know, I want hairdressers to be, to grow, to thrive, but ultimately to enjoy their experience. You know, there's a lot of stress involved in life and a lot of stress in our industry. And for me, it was about what can we bring to the table that would make that easier for people. And hopefully Crow's Nest, you know, softens some of that blow now. Right. Well, we're going to dig into all that stuff, but you just said something I didn't know. uh, And that was that you started uh, as a makeup artist. I had no idea. So, so that's quite an interesting journey. I mean, how does a young guy decide that that's going to be his, the beginning of his journey into this side of the industry? I was ultimately very rebellious at 16. And as, you know, for some people, some adolescents, you know, your path is driven and written for you. And, and I just went, no, I'm going to do something completely off-piste. And I kind of looked into a few things and, Makeup artistry was something that really enthralled me. And I, I really liked the aspect of the change that you could achieve through makeup and hair. And, you know, I was really into makeover TV as a young child. And I thought, well, I'm going I'm, I'm to go for that. And I studied that for two years. And ultimately, I thought I was going to end up in special effects film. Yeah. You know, I was Star Wars, Aliens. I was an, an 80s oh, okay. child. So it was thought that's where I was going to go. But the first year was the fashion aspect. And it turned out I loved it. You know, I absolutely loved painting faces. I was in a classroom full of girls. So, you know, it suited a heterosexual young 17-year-old. to you know, it kept me present. That was for sure. Um, But I was very lucky to have a tutor that was um, involved in the session industry. So she took me under her wing and gave me a lot of training towards, you know, and and help getting into the industry, which was amazing for me, to be honest. And I ended up having, later on into my career, I actually ended up getting the same agent that she had in the 80s. And I, you know, I I took the same agent later on. So um, So it was a nice sort of like full circle to that journey. Yeah. So, So what made you, what was the trigger you're doing makeup for two years, and then you've decided to get into the hair side of the industry. What was that trigger? Well, from so my uh, Karen Miller was her name, the tutor, lovely uh, woman, a great makeup artist, but she was very adamant always that you want to do the big commercial jobs, you need to be able to do both skills, hair okay. and makeup. And yeah. she felt through her career, she lost a lot of opportunities not being able to do both. Yeah. So then I took um a step into hairdressing and we did part of hairdressing through the you know the makeup training yeah, yeah. and um i went and did my apprenticeship with tony and guys very lucky to get an apprenticeship in a in a salon i'm from cambridge in england so i started an apprenticeship in tony and guy and again super fortunate to have a boss that had been involved in the rise of tony and guy in london he was one of the top art technicians um, color technicians and and he again saw my passion saw my drive um, and I've always been super grateful that he was a boss that was willing to push me into the the areas and that, that I could grow that I knew I could grow into rather yeah. than sort of holding me back or like holding me in 
into the salon. He opened up the doors and, and I, you know, and I paid him back. I was one of the highest earners in the salon for, for, for a long time. Um, I was made, you know, have a very strong presence in the salon, but I was also allowed to go into London and take part in the shows, turn up at Salon International and actually having a bit of makeup skill got me a foot in the door at the head, at head office and in the main shows. And I think, um, you know, to go to Salon International, doing the big show. And one, one of the, my biggest memories early on, and this is what sparked it all for me, um, was working backstage at the Royal Albert Hall for one of Tony and Guy's like, hugest shows, one of their big number years. Um, and I was backstage as a makeup artist, and then halfway through the day, somebody came up and found me, and they were like, Oh, but you've uh, you you're a finalist in the in the competition as well, so you need to stop working at so and so time, and you're going to be on stage. And then I was still, I found myself halfway through my working day on stage in front of five thousand people at the Royal Albert Hall at the age of twenty one. And you know, for me, that just clicked. I was I'll, I'll have a bit more of this, please, and I loved it. Then you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, so. The salon journey, typical salon journey, apprenticeship, so to speak. At the end, yeah. at the end of that, you stayed, uh, you know, as a stylist for a bit and dabbled with the editorial session side of things, and then that gradually took over. Is that sort of sum that up? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the makeup thing was always there, but again, you know, I was when you're trying to jump into that side of the industry, I didn't really know how to maintain an income. As a, as a wannabe makeup artist and the hairdressing was always you know I, 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 I don't know I adapted to it so fluidly you know so it was always easy for me to, to maintain that income as a hairdresser so suddenly the hairdressing side took a stronger presence within my career um, and then I you know I moved through the ranks pretty swiftly I was very adept at the creative side of it but I, you know I, I Loved working with clients. And I've always maintained a presence with a salon clientele as well, even at the height of my, you know, well, the height of my session career, because I've just loved working with people as well. You know, I've always found myself to be very grateful for a career in hairdressing because it brings so much joy to people, you know, just on, on that natural essence of, making somebody feel beautiful. It's like, you know, I don't never wanted to give that up. I've never wanted to give that up. And I'm, I'm nearly, I'm over 40 now. So, you know, it's like long into the game and I still enjoy my day. Yeah. Have you um, ever wanted your own salon business? For me, I think, because I was so driven towards the creative aspect and the show and the session side of it, I... I've never had, I never had an ambition to, to own my own salon. And although I had an entrepreneurial spirit in terms of breaking boundaries and trying different things and never being afraid to step out of the box, I didn't really have that business aspect in mind where I, I, I need to own a salon. I want to build a team and, and you know, this is where I'm going to stay. I think there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed doing different things in different areas all of the time. So, you know, I did a bit of session, I did a bit of salon. And then ultimately, you know, through my session career, I then worked out how can I help other hairdressers have the, the fortune that I did, you know, the route one access to what's happening in fashion, the inspiration that we get in London or working within the session industry. And ultimately, you know, in, 
in within the company of Tony and Guy, you're fed that information, the fashion experience, the, the trends, what's happening. But how does how does a small boutique salon in a village or a small town competing, you know, amongst the compatriots? How do they get that information? And, and I always that for me that was the gap in the market, and that's where I developed Crow's Nest. Right. Well, that's to what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to tweak about in. actually, because I mean that is your. Well, that's your baby, so to speak, isn't it? That's your big business now. So, t- t- tell us about Crow's Nest. What what exactly is it? Is it a is it a social media agency? Is it a digital agency? Commonly, refer- so Crow's Nest now is commonly referred to as a digital agency. Um, we are eleven years old, so I've had it for eleven years. It was always my little baby, and in the first iteration, it was about delivering trend led education from the height of fashion you know so it's what's happening at at fashion week who's creating the hair why are they doing that hair how does it relate to the clothes and what's always been important for me though is about telling the story what's the story behind the hair Mm. why is it being created not just delivering the techniques you know it's it's you know it's the wet look season spring and summer why but why is it wet look why have they used that product how does it relate to the collection and i we, it was my passion to find that source material and then deliver it back to these salons and, and younger hairdressers and keep them inspired. But also I found it was important for hairdressers to understand that so that they could sell their services. You know, it's like, so why am I going to come to you? That became their USP. Um, they, they had a deeper understanding of the fashion industry and what they were doing with their hair because ultimately everything that happens at high fashion filters down to the commercial high street. And it was about bridging that gap. So Crow's Nest originally was always about bridging the gap between hair and fashion. And we were originally about hands-on training, going into salons, developing that, showcasing the techniques, talking about the stories that we did with the hair face-to-face. And then, as you know, the rise of the digital era post-COVID was, well, you know, well, what can we do to maintain that level of source for the hairdressers? And what we realised we were good at was delivering our content through digital mediums like, like Instagram, um, developing trend reports. So we really nailed and honed in on that. And then to now, and it's freshest form crowsness has become and developed into a digital agency where we provide digital marketing services uh, for salons and, and small fashion and hair businesses as well as um a, a niche thing that we believe we've created is is curated content so it's a you know making social media easier and more accessible for the, for the masses okay all right now obviously i've got the advantage over a lot of my listeners because i've you know drilled down into this a lot and, and i know exactly what it is that you do do uh, and part of what you do is you offer what i'm going to term as curated content packages for salons to use um talk to us about that like how does that work what, what, what exactly do i mean by curated content packages uh, for salons to use well it took me a while to find that phrase <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know we're, we're still understanding what it means now really. ultimately um our curated content packages were invented you know created because um, of the, the set the, after the pandemic, you know the, the rise and the importance of our digital output, our digital footprint. Any small business needs to have that. 
And obviously the reliance that we have now on Instagram and the way it changes and develops so frequently can cause a lot of stress um, and cost a lot of money for hairdressers and salons and small businesses to maintain. And some people are amazing at it. They really want to put that time and energy into it. And others step away from it because and, and, it's a source of, it's a real source of stress and pain for people to maintain their social media. So I was like, well, how can we, how can a business achieve that output uh, cost, cost effectively? So what's the, what's the level below social media management? It's like, well, let's have somebody put the pictures up for us. But, you know, I, I don't have lots of money to pay someone to do that. So we came up with this sort of off-the-shelf package, one size works for all, is, you know, our curated content packages. So we, the reason it's called that is because my team at Crow says we curate a collection of images and we edit those images specifically to, to you know, have uh, an aesthetic enhancement to make them look fresh, make them eye-catching. We make sure they're running along themes and trends that are happening within social media um, industry wide as well, you know, so they're relevant to the consumer commercially. And then we fully curate them. So, you know, as, as uh, an exhibition would be, it has complete captions that relate exactly to the imagery, talk specifically to the client. So it's also about, you know, orchestrating a, a collection of images that have captions that drive business you know we're not just talking about nice hair we're, we're giving you the call to actions we're giving you the engaging phrases the, the, the captions are already there copy and paste that bring your client back into the salon to drive more business basically ultimately we do it to save you time save you stress but help you build your business how where do these images come from originally are you you know, do you have photographers backstage shooting stuff or, you know, how does that work? Or, or are you sourcing them from image libraries? And, you know, how does it, how do the images like get into Crow's so we, in the first place before you then, you know, give them to salons and a, a curated pack? Yeah. So ultimately, you know, um, the we source our images from content libraries and, um the thing to remember and realize there, though, is, you know, not the, the, they're not very cool, usually, these libraries. You know, they don't have a great selection of images. So we use our eye um, to select those, but also, you know, pull things in that, that are, that's the same, relating to, so, that, so they become topical. We need to make sure they're topical for the season, yeah. um, for, the, for the clients and what's trending. But... We then edit those images. So we enhance and we optimize those images to make sure that they are as engaging and as and aesthetically pleasing as possible. And then we can and we can take the mundane and make it look, you know, spectacular. And that's what, you know, that's what you're getting with us. And that's where you're you're, you're getting that time saver. Um and, and you know, there are templates around now and there are content libraries you know in the day and age of the internet it's all there it's all there for everybody to take it's on the internet but it takes you time to go and source those images you need to have the research put the mind behind it or how am i going to talk to somebody what images am i going to use what does that mean what's going you know we take all of that stress away um and ultimately the reason that we did this as well was not to just take that time and stress but help you elevate your digital media so that you're not just taking pictures of haircuts, 
you know, especially now, two years later after, like Instagram has changed dramatically. The rise of TikTok, so important. You know, the platforms have changed. The landscape has changed dramatically. The forms of media that you need and the ways that you should communicate to your clients have changed to your audience, have changed dramatically now. And so you can't get away with just showing your product or your haircut. You know, a portfolio is not enough anymore. You need to build an engaging, socially, social encouraging, you know, platform basically so that it keeps your clients engaged in between in between haircuts, not just about haircuts. Yeah, right. So it's not just pictures of hair. It's it's a yeah. lot more diverse than that. Yeah. So do you recommend that salons that that use these, you know, curated content packs, that they intersperse them in amongst their own work yeah so if we remember you know it's about it's it's, we wanted to bring an affordable cost-effective option for you to elevate your social media so it's not about replacing your social media it's not about having a social manager that's going to upload everything and fulfill your whole feed with everything it's about helping you bring a new dimension to your social media. And it is, and I'm not saying it's not important to showcase your work. You need to showcase your work. But what you need now to optimize your digital output are different levels of communication, different things to talk about. So our curated content packs, I believe, you know, solve that solution rapidly and then enable you to intersperse our content in between your beautiful hair pictures. And then you've got, other pictures that are topical, trending, you know, insightful, engaging content that drive that ultimately drive helps you drive traffic as well. Because you know, the other thing, thinking about captions, how do you write captions all the time? You know, it's like, what do I write? What's you know, does everybody understand the thing like call to action? What does that mean? It's like you're you, so you're not just talking about the picture. You're talking about the picture in a way that engages your client emotionally to drive them to make a choice to come and buy something from you, your hairdressing, book an appointment with you, buy your products. We take some of that work away from you. Right. Got it. Okay. So you're getting these images originally from a whole array of different content libraries. Um, who, Who owns the copyright of the images? So, so you're obviously paying to use them, but then you're adapting them and, and fine-tuning them, tweaking them, putting filters on, recropping, whatever it is. Who owns the, the, the copyright of the image? Do you or does the content library you get it from? Or, like, you know, how long can the hairdresser use it for? Is there a, a limited time frame? All those sort of issues. So it depends. Our QA content packs specifically work hard to solve all of those issues. So we use imagery that's unlicensed, uh, copyright-free, um, and it's a, through our process, it becomes resellable. So when it, once it goes through the process of Crow's Nest and the enhancements and the editing, it's resellable um, for the mass. And all we ask is that you, can, you, you use the content in its entirety, so you use the image with the caption, um, and there's no time limit on that. You know, you, you can you have access to that library that you've downloaded for, for as long as you like. We, typically, our each pack will contain uh, 
30 images, around 30 images with captions. And then we have different formats within each pack. So it's either video grid formatted for stories like nine by 16. And now the pack, we're driving packs now that have more as all moving image things, you know, so we're helping to drive the, the necessity, the algorithm's necessity to have video content now. Um, so we're, you know, we're trying to answer those questions, but ultimately in terms of copyright and usage, you're free to have it as long as you buy it from us. <laughs> you're yeah, free yeah. to use it for as long as you need it, basically. Okay. So, um, so, so if I'm a if I'm a, a salon owner, hairdresser, and I go on your website, I have a look at. Can I look at the packs before I buy them, or or do you just get like an overview of you know here it is, here's the pack? Got not no, not not in its entirety, Because right. um, you know, again, ultimately, you know, it. it it's tricky, isn't it? Because it's, it's like the NFT world, you know, it's like you yeah. can't just be screenshotting these things, otherwise you're getting it for free. Um, yeah. But we do, but you can see an overview, especially through, through our landing page. We always change our tiles um, and our promotional material do show the majority, 80, 70 to 80% of the images that are in there, obviously, but, you know, they've got logos and things on as well. But yeah, these we're currently developing a new pack now, going to launch at the end of April. Um, so we are looking to solve some of those issues as well, because there is a question that comes up with people that, you know, can we see the images beforehand? And so we're going to look at gallery options. But there is, it, it's difficult in e-com, isn't it? You know, because yeah. you don't want to well, give it away before. Sure. Well, 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 that was part of what I was just thinking, is that if you buy a pack of images, and I think you just said there's 30 images in the pack, and you look at them and you go, well, I only like 10 of them. Uh, that's, yeah. that's just the way the dice rolls, is as opposed to having a, a library where you can select, well, I want this one, this one, this one, and this one, so to speak, because yeah. you, you know that they're relevant to your market and your feed and what you want to do. So, so how, does it work? Well, how does that work? What are your thoughts about that? Well, in its current form, I mean, ultimately, when I first started it, I was like, well, look, we've got to come up with this, this solution. Here's one pack. Um, we're going to reinvest that pack once it sells and, you know, we, we, we capture the market. Well, then we'll reinvest it and we'll have an upgraded pack that maybe you yeah. could have licensed material and then the imagery gets a bit better once you, once you pay more. But again, it's, you know, at each of those levels, everything becomes more expensive. So at the moment, we have a library that, uh, so if you take your basic pack, it's £29, £30, 30 images, 30 captions, it's an off-the-shelf option. You know, it's a commercial option. So you, yeah. you're not guaranteed to get 30 images that you're going to love mm. that are relevant to you. But um, but 70% of them, you will, you know, and also the captions are there. The 30 captions are there. So you will always get use of those. And it depends. Specifically, we target hair at the moment, at the present, we target hair dressing businesses, salons, small boutique businesses that need topical content. So there is a variation through that content. And, and as I say, it's an, it's an off-the-shelf, affordable option. So it has to be able to cater to the mass. We want to do, we do do tailored specific services, but then that becomes, you're getting back into the realms of social media management, digital right. consulting, that, yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. Now, I know from being on your website that there are three different options that you've got um you just sort yes. of alluded to one of them i think you just called it a basic pack i don't know if that's the term on the website but but just talk to us about that is does each pack uh just have a different amount of images in it or is there some other 
you know, fundamental difference between the three packs? Because I know there's three packs at three different price points. So uh, just explain yes. a little bit about what each of them are. So as we uh, touched on earlier, so like the importance of social media now is about hitting those different trends and it's about having different formats of content. So we start with our base level pack, which is a victory pack, which is priced around £30. And then, and that mainly has static grid, static images formatted for, for, for grid, complete with captions. It all has captions. And I think the current pack, victory pack, now has a couple of animated options within that as well. But then as you go up the price bands, then we start dropping in um, different formatted options of the same library. So you have the static grid, you have the presentation that comes through with the captions, but we will give you a number of either animated options for grid, uh, video moving image or video options formatted nine by 16. Um, you know, so you've got your different formats. So you can hit your content allocation for stories, for reels backgrounds. You can even then start using them across TikTok. Um, so there is a, you know, there's a fourth, a fourth pack, the formidable pack, um, which is just specific for um, nine by 16. So that's got, I think, 20 images that format as nine by 16, okay. 20 moving images. Sorry. Yeah. So it's about, you know, the, the different levels are there to give you different formats. Right. Got it. Okay. And, you know, for a uh, hairdresser, listen to this thinking, oh, that sounds interesting. I might investigate this. What, what sort of cost? Um, is involved? Our victory pack starts, so that's your base pack, starts at £30. Then we go up to our Endeavour package, which is £79, so it's around £80. And then we go up to, um, we clear out just over £100, I think it's £150, around about, because we there is, there's a sustainable pack that's all got loads of green imagery in it, and it doesn't have quite as many images as the latest winter package. So they're slightly higher but then the so that's the victory the endeavor and then the majestic pack which has a collection of all formats so you have your static grid options you have your a number of animated grids you have a number a high number of uh, fully animated moving images formatted for 9 by 16 and they're all complete with the curated caption fully curated captions relating to all the topics and most recently we changed um the packs to include we used to include hash, uh, include hashtags. Now we include a hashtag guide because we most recent packs we collaborated with an amazing social media hairdressing social media guru. I don't know whether I coined that phrase for her, but uh, it's Vivian John. So shout out to Vivian Johns for working with us um, on those packs. Now she's a social media guru. She teaches Instagram, you know, to, to hairdressers to businesses. Now she wrote our last two collections of captions. So it's, you know, it's all created by hairdressers for hairdressers. Vivian's a hairdressing genius as well as a uh, social media guru. So, you know, we have fully created content by hairdressers for hairdressers to help you grow your hairdressing business. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to say for our American audience, just a rough translation, a hundred uh, British pounds, is 130 US dollars, just to give you a ballpark reference here. Australian dollars, I think that makes about 180 Australian dollars. So, okay. Um, 
And is the focus, you, you mentioned TikTok, but you've mentioned Instagram a lot more. Is the focus on Instagram or is it, you know, an even split between the two, Instagram and TikTok? Because I know now, I was just reading the other day that uh, with Gen Z, more of them are now on TikTok than they are on Instagram. So yes. is that yes. why you're moving more to video stuff as well? So I would say the heavily formatted, they are the, so the complete pack, the majestic pack, it's heavily formatted for Instagram. The main reason for that is because TikTok only has one format. Right. You know, you only need the you only need the nine by sixteen. But if you want to optimize your Instagram, you you need grid posts, you need reels backgrounds, you need content for stories. Sure. You know, you need animated things. So it's not necessarily that we focus on Instagram, but we want to give you content that covers all bases. Um, so it gives you options across. So, but we do have a you know the formidable because if you only want to be on TikTok or you only want the nine by sixteen formats, that's why we developed the, the formidable pack as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a standalone pack. I think uh, you know ultimately that that's that's eighty pounds. Then we I had a marketing meeting this morning about how do we develop that because obviously the trends as you you just stated is you know. Um, TikTok's massive. TikTok's the, the platform to grow. If you want to grow your social following and your social interaction, you you need to be on TikTok. Yeah. 100%. 100%. There's no doubt about it. But how do you do that? How do you make it easy? How do you make it less stressful? You know, how do you manage the time needed to do that? You know, we we hopefully we can solve some of those questions for people. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, so mine mine's racing because I I think that there's such a good you know product that you've got there, uh, and I know that it's not a membership that you can just go onto your website right now and you can just download one of those packs right now and that's the end of it. Uh, but it, you could then be back in there once a month buying another pack, could you? Yeah, right. And yeah, so ultimately, that's the idea we, that we kind of stuck around content. Yeah, so we we changed again. We, you know, my, my meeting this morning. We're we're talking about shifting from uh, seasonal launches. So we predominantly had seasonal launches last summer. We had a a, a summer campaign, and it was, it's very sustainability orientated. It's still, you know, it's like an, um, what we refer to as evergreen in the business. It's still relevant now. Yeah. It's always going to be relevant, um, but it is a seasonal launch. And so the summer pack is there. It's got lots of greenery. It's lots of imagery. The messaging within it is all about mostly about sustainability and then we had a, a winter launch which is still available on the site but it's you know it, it's heavily geared towards winter um and the trends that are coming through so there's a lot of winter imagery so that needs updating but we're now going to our next launch we want to move step further away we'll step past seasonal launches and making it so that every collection becomes evergreen so that you can use it all, all year long really. and because we're, we're global as well you know, it, it, it's a digital platform, which is amazing. So we have a global reach. You know, I've had users, got users in America. We've got users in Australia. Um, we've got users all around England. Um, you know, so even the Windsor Pack would still be relevant to somebody now because they've probably still got some snow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what off. I was just going to ask you, actually. It was how English-centric is it? I mean, just the mere fact um, that you're English and you're based in England, you know, uh, it's yeah. very English-centric. So if someone's listening to this and they're in uh, Arizona, is it is it the content going to be relevant to them and their audience? We hope so. We try to keep the packs as general as possible to accommodate yeah. this. 
Um, and when I say we talk about topical and, and trend information, you know, even, you know, even that's generalized. So if we talk about hair, you know, there's a couple, there'll be a couple of posts that feature hair accessories or talk about how hair accessories are popular this season, you know, and, but the, the pitch is not specific to hair accessories in London or specific to a designer brand. It, it's a picture that evokes that emotion and delivers that message. So it could be used in London or Australia and, you know, the, the use of the audience would get the message that, you know, you should be wearing hair accessories this season. Yeah, yeah. You know, but how, do, how does the salon deliver that information? How does the salon go about researching what's topical, what's trending? You know, mm. some, as I said before, some salons have this nail. They have the budget. They have the, the staff. They have the time. They have the commitment. They have the knowledge. But there are so many people that don't, so many businesses that don't have that and they don't have that aspect. And we just wanted to deliver something that was affordable and it did sort of spread across. And then ultimately, as we, you know, dominate the market, we we will start, you know, building those packages and, and get a bit more specific and they can get a bit more expensive or they can be a bit more tailored. And as I said, but ultimately at the moment, if you want to engage with something specific for you, we, we can do what crow's nest does and in terms of being london centric i don't i don't think it's london centric i think it's crow's nest centric so we you know it's our everything goes past me mm. you know i'm the creative i've always been passionate about being the creative director of crow's nest trying to keep the imagery relevant is just as important as making it cool i think because again for me as a, as a hairdresser my hairdressing history and background that's something hairdressers can struggle with you know yeah. it's, a, it's like how do we how do we keep it aesthetically pleasing and one for a better phrase not so hairdressery yeah got it okay um i i was looking at your website before we got on the call and i saw that you have a social media content planner uh or kit uh, that people can download i believe it was free even uh, t- tell us what 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 exactly that is we coming back to you know we want to make your life easy we want to make it you know, stress-free as possible. And one of the key aspects to do that and optimize your social media is in the planning. So, you know, scheduling, working out your... So within our concept plan, it's a free downloadable plan, goes through some of the basics, some of the highlights that you you need to cover. Um, and then, it, you know, it's got a couple of sort of like calendar pages to help you plan and think ahead. One of the tricks now, everybody's sort of jumping into, even with, the, you know, the TikTok, masses it's bulk creation you know so you're creating you know bulk content in a day um but even even when you're that niche and you understand that level well i'm going to do it but you know how do you then plan it how do you schedule it where do you put it what what, at what time will i use it all these things matter so and again you know our planner the content planner you can go to the website you should be able to download it um it's completely free um, and you know that will help you sort of go towards working out how you would where you would put the curated content that you're going to purchase as well yeah. basically because okay. you know it, it's important that you understand that the content you you build a story amongst your content as well and the planner helps you do that okay now you've touched on this a couple of times you talked sort of round about you know education training keeping people in touch and uh, we, we mentioned Trend Report right at the top of the podcast here. Um, just dig into that a little bit for us. What, what exactly is the Trend Report? How often does it come out? 
so again, seasonal. Um, we do spring, summer, and we do autumn, winter. Okay. Um, we've always so my my hairdressing background, my career has fueled my choices and and the the reason the reasoning that what we do at Crow's Nest. And I was heavily involved with working backstage at Fashion Week, New York, uh, London, you know, Milan, Paris. I've worked across all of them multiple years, managing teams. And for me, that was such a joy because it gave me so much knowledge about what was going on in the industry and the reason why we were doing what we were doing in the salon. You know, it's like, how did, where does straight hair come from? Where does that trend come from? Where does the silky hair, where does the wet hair? And the reason, but it's not just about understanding the techniques. We can get so bogged down in the technique as hairdressers that we forget there's a story behind it. Mm. So for me, Crowsness was always, has always been there to, to help people understand that story. And the trend reports is one of our key tools to help us deliver that message. So every season I have a team that put together a highlight reel, you know, 10, 10 key trends, um, from each season that happen at, at fashion week. And then we put it together in a, in a lovely presentation, also completely free for you to download uh, via a link on our website. It generally disappears. Each one disappears each season. So make sure you, you know, you stay updated, join the, the newsletter to keep abreast of that and up to date. But ultimately it will give you key aspects of what's happening in industry, key information for you to tell your clients, keep you sounding knowledgeable um, as a hairdresser, keeping yeah. you informed so that when your clients are, I get asked, I still work in salons now. I'm the director uh, for a, a lovely salon in Highgate called Willow Hair. And even, even you know, two days ago, somebody said, so what's going on in hair at the moment? What are people asking for? What are the trends in hair at the moment? And there is so much information out there. We work a little bit to help you decipher, you know, what's going on, give you, give, give you little bullet points of what's happening so that you can answer those key questions when your clients come to you. Right. And so again, that's free on your website, the trend report. Yeah. Download it download. free. Right. Okay. Yeah. All um, right. So, so if, if I'm a hairdresser and I download the trend report, how would you use it for your clients and your team? I mean, I've looked at it and it, it's great, but, but I, I just want you to talk back through as a, as a, as a stylist yeah. who still works in a salon today, if you're a hairdresser uh, in wherever and you download the trend report, what can you do? So one it? of the, um, you know, the nicest moments that we have is when people realise it's, like, it's not just for the fashion-conscious hairdresser. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I, I need to know what jeans I'm going to be wearing this season, you know, or am I going to be cutting wolf cuts? Am I going to be doing 70s bangs? You know, those, those hairdressers probably already know it, but it's, it's for the hairdressers that work alongside, alongside those guys so they, they know how to communicate with their clients. It's ultimately, so we, it's a very visual presentation. You know, we're all hairdressers. We want to see something visual. It's not an essay. It's not a, you know, it's not, there's not loads of words for you to read. It's just bullet points of the trends and what's going on. And one of the key things through the messaging that I delivered last season to um, one of the art teams at the fellowship, we present the uh, the trend report to them each season exclusively. And um, so they see it before everyone else, which is a lovely thing to do. Uh, but one of the things we talked about, so, you know, there was a, a key trend, Gucci, one of the Gucci shows with really silky, really long hair. Now extensions are massive business, right? Massive part of a business. Um, 
And if you think, if you can deliver a messaging to a client where you're like, so I saw uh, the Gucci show this season and it's all about long, silky, straight hair. So why don't we talk about how we can put some extensions in your hair and actually, you know, you can emulate this and this is yeah. a key trend. So when you start talking about, so when the client's like, wow, you really know what you're talking about. Oh, what Gucci are doing? Oh, so I can have, you know, it's about delivering that emotion. It's about mm. evoking that desire for somebody. So use reading and being knowledgeable is a key part of being able to deliver your services at a higher level. Yeah. And our trend report is perfect for you to just take little bullet points like that. And, you know, ultimately talk somebody into, you know, it's like the fringe is in this season or are they not? But yes, they are. What, what style? What 70s bangs fringes? You know, it's having all these little nuggets of information. How can you build on the story? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, just want to go back to Instagram for a minute. Um, you know, as as hairdressers, you'll often scroll through different people's feed and you'll just see image after image after image of beachy waves and balayage. Um, and some of them are beautiful, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, but it's just complete overkill. There is absolutely no diversity in it. So from someone who is you know, somewhat of, of, of an expert in, when it comes to talking about Instagram, what your feed should look like. Uh, how diverse, you know, should an Instagram feed look? What, what, what tips can you give to a salon owner or a hairdresser as to, you know, what their feed should look like in terms of the diversity of content they put in there to make it as effective as possible? That's a great question. And Sadly, it's, you know, it, it's perfected under a dark art of like social media experts about what is, what is the ultimate feed? What is the ultimate thing? Oh, mm. And I think our main messaging is that you need to have more than a portfolio. So it can't just be pictures of hair. It, uh, I mean, the worst case scenario for me is, is, is backs of wavy heads. Over and yeah. over and over and over again on the yeah. same feed. Your feed then has no point of difference. There's no USP. Um, so, but so within that, to really optimize your digital media, you need to deliver. You need to showcase your product. So that's the, that is the backs of hair and that is the balayage. You need to show that. But when you're talking to your clients and your followers and trying to make them become, you know, encourage them to become clients. We're not talking about communicating to other hairdressers here. You know, we need to find ways and you need, you need to find ways to talk to them emotionally. We, I try and always deliver a message. You know, when you come back to basics of marketing and selling, you sell the feeling, not the product. And also you need to, but your selling should not be at the forefront. So your Instagram feed can't just be your product and it needs to have, uh, topical content that engages people and, and gives them something to talk about. Your your feed needs to be something that builds a social dynamic. So it's something that encourages engagement. So again, if you're just showing hair or you're just showing balayage, it's, one, it's repetitive. Two, there's, there's no point of reference. There's nothing to talk about really. So you give them the information of trends and you, but Instagram, especially you need to have, different types of content. So this is the format. So again, it's, you know, it comes back to why we've got video, static images, moving image, animated graphics. 
you know, it, you know, you need to have all of these different layers and different tiers to your social media to really optimize it. And then once you get past what content it should be on your feed, then you need to look at the aspects of what are your call to actions? What does your bio look like? How do you optimize the highlight stickers? What should, what is your digital output saying about your business? Yeah, got it. Okay. You said that you work in a salon still uh, part-time. Uh, I'm curious, do you take photographs of your clients in the salon um, or as a hairdresser, do you recommend that people shoot content specifically for Instagram? I think you should have both. I right. think um, you you want to show your, your work in the best and it's to its to its best. So you really want to perfect it. You really want to spend the time shooting it, you know, put some lights on it, go for that. But also, again, when you're trying to build a local audience, a local clientele for your business, actually they want something they can relate to as well. So actually it's worth showing. And then one of the trends at the moment I'm seeing now is, is that pe- people are showing salon finished hair, not editorial finished hair. You know, it, it's something that's a little bit more showing it how the client would wear it, you know? So again, so the client can really see um, and connect with that. Okay. Um, I know you said you're a director of the salon you work out of, not, not the owner of the salon. I'm curious because a lot of the audience listen to this are salon owners and a lot of them often wonder about what rules should they put around their social media for the salon in terms of their team? Obviously, they're trying to protect their business. Um, do you have any input on that? Like if you owned a salon, what, what sort of uh, rules is maybe the wrong word? Structure would you put around the salon's um, you know, social media, Instagram feed as to what team members could do, can't do, et cetera? I think you need such a, a breadth of content these days. I, I think it's no holds barred, really. You know, it's like you, you need all members to, to play a part. You know, everybody needs to have um, accountability to producing that content. It, but ultimately, it needs to then sort of feed through someone that controls the aesthetic of, of the feed. So I think you need everybody to play a part in, in building the content, so shooting everything. And then you need somebody to sort of pick the best, basically, to make it, you know, it's what's appropriate for your feed and, and how it's going to work. And then have somebody plan it and schedule it. You know. Sure. And, and do you think that, uh, I suppose what I'm, what I'm leading to is this very specific question. Uh, I, I, know of, I know of many salons that do this, but one particular salon I was having this conversation with recently, and what they said they do is, uh, let's imagine that your salon is called Crow's Nest, and I'm Anthony. Okay, that it's at Anthony at Crow's Nest. So while I'm working for you, all those images are at Anthony at Crow's Nest. Uh, When I leave working with you, I leave that Instagram account and all that work as well. Um, What what are your thoughts about that? I mean, it's a tricky one because it's your work. If you've taken the picture, you, 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 you know, ultimately the photographer always keeps the rights. Um, no matter where you put it or, you know, what you do with it um, of any picture. Um, so if it's your phone, it's saying, but if you're putting it, if you're taking it during work time for a work feed and you're using, and then you are using work time to create it, ultimately you're, you're then being paid to do that as well. Mm. So 
you're being committed effectively you're being commissioned as the photographer to create that work to post on the social media so it's not actually yours yeah okay very it interesting is. yeah very interesting copyright's okay. a gray area isn't it really I yeah think that's yeah the agreement it, it, it that is. people it need is. to bring up with salon owners and it's something to be mindful of you know and i think i would ultimately i mean i work we i work with the, the salon willow hair and then i produce content for for their social media but i i solely just put it towards their social media i don't have it on my personal account mm. because that's more for my session work yeah you know so i showcase things like my latest uh rimmel campaign um mm. for my session work but i leave all of my salon hairdressing pictures on willow's hair right got it okay uh you mentioned captions before and hashtags uh what what are some rules if i'm a salon owner listening to this what are some rules around creating good captions uh, copyright, uh, not copyright, copy for your caption, you know, um, has to be ultimately engaging. It needs to have a flow. So you're relating to the story. You need to be very specific in where you're, what your um, ambition is. What do you want your client to do? So that's where we talk about a call to action. So you, you talk about the picture, you evoke an emotion within your clients. We're talking about this lovely ballet arch and, the way, you know, the time that Sandra's done it, what bits of information, what's a take-home bit that your client can then take, retain, but then you finish it with a call to action. So that's book out, DM us, give us a call, and, and also directly, so, you know, give us a call on this number, book now through this website, 24-7. Yeah. Now, make sure that your captions include what you want your client to do. Good point. Otherwise, okay. it's just a pretty pit. Otherwise, it's just a pretty yeah, picture yeah. with nice words. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we've talked about uh, Instagram a lot. We've we've you know touched on on uh, TikTok. Uh, we haven't mentioned the word Facebook. What what are your thoughts about Facebook uh, today in terms of salons uh, marketing their work and specifically with the uh, with the curated content that you produce? Um, I mean, Facebook is, I always, you know, because it's part of Instagram, we, quite lazy, really, we, we just, we farm the Instagram content straight through to Facebook. And, right. and I think that kind of works. But ultimately, if you really want to delve into each platform, you need to have a slightly different tone of voice on each platform because they all have a slightly different audience. Um, demographic in terms of demographics so you'll reach different demographics on different platforms and so your so tiktok really short captions instagram longer captions that relate to the picture facebook it's more long-form captions and with um long-form captions that but answer you need to ask questions on facebook so you want that's what really drives the engagement and then if you go to linkedin you've got to just keep it very business specific Right, got it. Okay, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How quick it's all changing. You know, like like Facebook's still a very powerful tool. Uh, I find in terms of groups. You know, so I have different groups that I have on Facebook, but uh, 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 generally people that are going through uh, some of my online courses and you know create a sense of community on there. 
But uh, most hairdressers are all over Instagram and more and more, as we touched on at the beginning, uh, generationally now moving towards uh, TikTok. So it's a fast moving uh, game, isn't it? You've really got to stay on your ball or on the ball, sorry. Uh, What what do you think the future of uh, social media is as to how salons use it? I know that's a very open-ended question but but what are your thoughts about how important social is these days as a as a marketing tool going forward and and how it's likely to evolve i i i had a quote which which resonates with me really really strongly and that is that every business in this day and age needs to realize they are a digital business first and by that sense, you need to be running a digital business that operates on digital platforms with lots of messaging via digital media about a service you want to deliver. And that is so it's, it's so relevant to hairdressing. So, you know, we, we wish we could just stand there and, you know, just cut hair all day long now and, you know, rely on word of mouth. And a lot of talent can still survive on that. But the competitive aspects of what's happening on the digital landscape now means that we have to embrace as all not all the platforms but you know as many of the digital platforms as we can to you know really grow and make our business future proof got it okay well listen jason it's been fantastic but i need to uh, start wrapping up whereabouts can people connect with you on instagram or other social media channels with us at Crow's Nest via Instagram or TikTok at Crow's Nest UK. And we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and our main website is www.crowsnest.co.uk. That's C-R-O-Z-N-E-S-T. Fantastic. Well, listen, I'll put those links on the uh, website, growmysalonbusiness.com, and in the show notes for today's uh, podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast with Jason Crozier and have enjoyed it, then do me a favor, take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on the Apple podcast app. So Jason, to wrap up, thank you ever so much for being on this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. I think you've got a great product and uh, it's been fantastic, you know, just sitting back, uh, listening to you, you know, talk about, you know, how you see uh, this helping salons. And I think it's a fantastic tool that, you know, definitely a lot of salons could avail themselves of. So to wrap up, Jason, thank you so much for being on this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. Anthony, thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure and an honour to spend uh, some time with you. Thank you so much for the invite. I've really enjoyed it. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.